you are listening to the Mikoke podcast in today's episode i'm going to be interviewing one of my mentors and idols sergio mitai okay thanks for joining me on the show today do you want to introduce yourself sergio uh yeah hi everybody i'm sergio mate i'm the founder of makerly which is a community for over 7000 software developers and makers building great things together um and i'm uh, really happy to be on this episode it's awesome all right so i want to say it's a pleasure to have you on the show today uh, i've been a makerly for 2 years and I've enjoyed every aspect of the community and it's helped me make Maker Rocket do exactly it's the only reason I I I own Maker Rocket and I think without Maker Rocket I don't think I and I Maker Rocket would even be existing so I want to thank you for that first of all and I'm really happy to hear that and I'm excited to finally have this interview it's been oh a one it's going to be a wonderful experience all right so I want to know more about Maker Rocket can you tell me more about what Maker Rocket uh mission is right uh so makerlog basically started um a lot i think the best way to discuss the mission of makerlog uh, is by going on to how it started right so um i'm going to take you back to 2017 i was in high school i was finishing high school and um in a nutshell i kind of felt um i i was coming right off from a big microsoft competition that i managed to enter with this project called tailship and i i kind of had no idea what to do next right so um i i had been a maker of my entire life i didn't quite as identify as a maker because i didn't know the maker concept itself existed i didn't know there was a community of people who did this um i grew up in a town in cagua uh, in puerto rico called macaguas in puerto rico called caguas and um excuse my spanglish um and um i i didn't really i've never known a startup community ever since i was a kid um i had been in web development communities but nowhere that i would find that people who enjoyed the same things that i did which was the intersection between software development and and business so yeah I, i'm sorry i'm so sorry continue <laughs> no worries man uh, so in a nutshell i was coming off this i was really bored and i was like what do i do next so one day i was just browsing on product hunt and uh, i saw this product by a maker called Peter Levels. Big big fan of uh Peter Levels. He's a big influencer in the maker community. Um right. So uh I see a launch from him on Product Hunt and I kind of start, you know, looking into into his profile because it was a really interesting launch. I go to his Twitter and I find something about uh something about a a maker community, right? And um that's basically how I discovered that the maker community was a thing. I visited a couple of communities around and um I was like wow all right so makers are a thing um I over time I found this slack chat called the makers kitchen uh which was a slack chat that was around back in the day uh, I so I joined that. yeah, yeah I, right I remember that yeah it, it, I remember <laughs> that it was it was nice it was like a small it, community or not somewhat small and it was nice It was I really never, nice. Yeah, I never I never got on it but when I found out about it it was like gone. So sadly. Yeah, you were saying I'm so sorry. I I'm sorry. Then you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And you're completely right. It was a really cool tiny tiny piece of the internet on on Slack. Um there were a lot of interesting people there. Um I remember uh Ethan, Ethan uh, the maker of of OneFeed, um it, also known as Bully Goosh. He was on there that's how I met Ethan long time ago. Um that's how I met Dinoka which is also a, a product of founder he's a 
founder of a startup right now as well. Lots of people from the community that uh, that are the old timers of the maker community. So I start, I, I enter that chat um, and I start meeting people. And uh, that's that's how I discovered the maker community. That's where MakerLog started. Um, so in a nutshell, it's always been about this. MakerLog has always been about finding your place, wherever that place is. For me, finding my place on the internet um, was finding people who care about the same things that I did, which was software development, business entrepreneurship, creation as a whole. Um, and in a way that kind of just resonates really well in the mission of MakerLog itself. Um, it's all about creation. It's all about connecting people who create awesome things online and helping them make the most out of their efforts. So uh, yeah, I, I would say that the, the mission of, of MakerLog itself kind of resonates a lot with how it was founded, which is all about finding where you belong and helping connect creators that, and helping them find where they belong. That is an amazing story. I think the way I found a maker community was that I found it to Kurt. Uh, I think a lot of people don't know Kurt now. He wasn't as active as he was before. So basically, the story is that I was on Twitter one day and I was bored. And I've actually known, do you know a person called Scratch? Scratch uh, from MIT, right? Yeah. Yeah. I carried on that for a really long time. And he was really like huge on that platform as well. Like when I say huge, I mean like, he was like one of the popular popular accounts. And I known him since there. And then I knew the Twitter account, and I always I was interested about learning the code. And so many people make the switch, and I know so many people from scratch like made the switch. And basically, Kerr tweeted on his Twitter one day about a Mikul account. And that same day, I joined and made an account. And I think that's how I met the maker community. I didn't know that there was anyone there. I just felt, I thought, hey, maybe there's no one on, maybe there's no one on Twitter. Maybe it's just an empty circle. I never knew that there was a community. And I think the first encounter I had with you was an awkward conversation, if you remember. I think it was about, do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember, but most likely. <laughs> it was very awkward. Do you remember something called praise? Um, yeah, we, Brace. Brace is how you, you like people on MakerLog, yeah. Yeah, I had a, do you remember the idea I have for a product called Brace? Oh, yeah, you, you're making a product called Brace. Uh, yeah, that, and uh, I, I think that was what, yeah, that was one of the first interactions. I felt so awkward after that. <laughs> I don't don't worry, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, why don't I just ask this person? And I think that's how my first account over the Maker community is. MakerLog is an excellent platform. I want to say kudos for making it. It's like one, it's, a, it's really generated like a whole new wave of makers online. And I, how is, how is it, what was the process of building MakerLog? The process of building MakerLog is, um, was actually very interesting. Um, it's something I don't want to encourage. So disclaimer, people who are listening, don't do this. Um, there was announcement, listen to him. <laughs> listen to don't do this um i was basically um i was i was learning react and uh i was bored in class so you you, you can guess how those things match together i was skipping class to make maker log don't do this <laughs> i was skipping I class to me. make maker log i do class i feel like that's what i do sometimes when i get really especially in french class 
I get bored in French class. For believe oh, me, no. French is boring. I do not endorse this, but <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it worked for me. I I, I was just really bored. Uh, my my teachers kind of understood what I was doing. They were like, "Hey, he's not doing anything." Like, okay, I'm sorry for that. Sure. Okay, sorry. It's back now. Oh, uh, wait, you had pause the recording? Yeah, I unpaused uh, it now. Okay, do we start over the answer? Yeah, I'm so sorry for that. No worries, don't worry about it. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, question again? It was, what was the process of building MakerLog? Right, uh, so the process of building MakerLog was actually very interesting. Um, it's something that I, I wanna give a bit of a disclaimer here. Disclaimer, don't do this. <laughs> don't do not do this, don't do what I'm about to say. Uh, but uh, MakerLog was basically built uh, with me skipping class in high school uh, through through in the middle of class when the professors are like giving giving the lessons. Um, I was just in my computer in the back of the class, just coding away, learning React, learning React.js. Um, so yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Not cool. Um, for me, it worked somehow, but <laughs> not, a, not a thing I want to promote here. Oh, that's all. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Hey, so when, when you build MakerLog, like, how did you get started? Like, started telling people the word, like, oh, I created this platform called MakerLog. Do you want to join it? Right. So this actually ties in together a lot with the spirit of building in public because MakerLog at first was basically built in public. Um, MakerLog started in, in the maker's kitchen, right? So I was in the maker's kitchen and uh, the push for kind of getting people on maker, like it wasn't really a push, it just happened naturally, was that I basically set my Slack status. You know, you know when you're chatting on Slack, that there's a status that shows that there, that shows you, kind you of- can, You can customize, yeah. Yeah, I yeah you can customize it. So I wrote there working on getmakerlog.com and I placed the makerlog emoji as the logo. Um, and that alone started getting people interested in the project. Um, people started visiting the project asking, hey, what's, what's getmakerlog.com? And uh, that's basically how the first initial users started getting into the platform. It was all very, very rudimentary. It was all very built in public. Uh, it was all very direct as well. I would contact people who would try it. I would give beta accounts as well to people. Uh, so it was, it was just very natural, very progressive. And now it, it seems that average day, if you see MakerLog now, it's so different from when I, when I, when I first joined as well. It's more, I feel like MakerLog has inspired not only me, yet so many more makers to make, build, and launch, and just create more experiences for themselves. It's a beauty to see all the products on MakerLog. From what, do you have, have you ever, have, what's, the, what's your favorite product you see on MakerLog? or like the funniest thing you've ever seen people on people uh, on your platform? Um, I would say that my favorite part of, of, of MakerLog is, this is gonna sound very cliche, but the community itself. It, it's such a, such a special group of people who really care deeply about creation. It's a very special group of people from all over the world that care so deeply about their making, about helping others, about serving a community of people that are like-minded. Um, so, I would say that my favorite thing about MakerLog is, is the people. I've met some amazing people. I've met, I've had amazing conversations. I've had the best mentorship, the best people helping me on things. Um, and um, 
it's it's a, it's a community that's really focused on service and it's the most beautiful thing there is. And I think that's really nice. Like I, I can think for my own self as well. I keep on thinking for myself, yet though I think if other people here as well, sadly, I think they'll say the same thing. The conversation I make on the on the Telegram and Slack are just it's so fun to talk to people and make to make a community. And it feels what you've done, I keep on complimenting. I'm so sorry, but it's it really I can go for our because it, the way you make make a lot is amazing. And this question I I I had in mind for a while is how did you build the Mikolab community? A lot of people when they start building businesses or blogs, like blogs, the community is, is an important part. It's also really difficult to build a community. How did you build that community for Mikolab? I think it all came from, I, I know that this is kind of a, a cliche thing as well to say, um, a lot of people say it, but I, I think it all really came from a place of passion, uh, from deeply caring about the community, about the problem that MakerLog solves and uh, the community that MakerLog is for. And I think that's one of the most important things. Uh, if you care deeply about a problem, if you care deeply about a topic or a community or, or something you do, anything, building a community is relatively easy. It, it, it just, it, it, no, I wouldn't say easy. It's not easy. It's natural. It flows naturally. It, it feels like, um, you're retweeting maker achievements, for example, when maker achieves something that's really fun to retweet. That's really fun to expose simply because you, it's really awesome to see the community grow and prosper. It's something that you really care about. And, uh, that's how MakerLog was built. MakerLog was built by just caring deeply about everybody in the community, by retweeting those achievements, by helping people out by, by service through the spirit of service. Um, and, uh, I also think that that really reflected very well um, in the community culture. And that's that's something that's very underrated as well and very important. That something that was kind of cool about MakerLog is that since it started with a spirit of service, it started with a spirit of passion towards creation, the community of the, the, the culture of the community reflects that very well. Um, it's deeply ingrained within the culture of the community and, and, and how people interact between each other. So, it, it's, it's, I would say passion, caring about makers and uh, uh, caring about the problem is what makes a solid community and a solid cultural background for a community. I think that's really interesting since I've seen the Maker Love community grow so much in the past two years and not my years, I mean two years. And I feel the, the I think the best part that people think more natural and um, is that the way you are, the way that Maker Love on Twitter. I think Twitter is one of the ways that MakerLog is really different than other communities and other projects since it just makes the way a thing be retweeted. And I think that's what makes, I, I think that what made me love special is that the way that you're on to you engage with your audience and you actually treat your audience as humans. I think that's the best part about the MakerLog community and then other communities online. That's, that's a big part of, of the company culture as well that I try to push, um, especially uh, with my co-founder. Um, I am always very human slash vulnerability slash transparency first. I, I care about honesty and, 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 and being direct to, to our users because uh, I think that's the most important valuable thing there is. We live in a world of, uh, <laughs> uh, we live in a world of BS. 
Uh, so honesty, <laughs> honesty and people who are vulnerable online are such an important thing. That's something I always try to push in the maker community per se. Um, if there's a competitive advantage you can absolutely grab onto, it's just being a human on the internet because people, people are very afraid of vulnerability. And, that's, and uh, if, you can, if you can nail that, if you can become vulnerable and, and expose yourself even during the difficult moments, that's very valuable. That's, that's an amazing, um, that's an amazing response. I, I, pretty, I really view it like, like today's internet is so mainstream and there's so many different politics and I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. So there's so many, everything going on. I think make fog at all. It's just feel, it, it feels like a safe zone. Like you can, I think that's, you need to actually be with your community and not be like, like that. And, I think that's what made me look so special. I'm sorry, I forgot a word. I can't remember a single word. Though no worries about it, man. And totally so fine. Gonna, I want to ask you a few free form questions before I go back to the make block question. So, what is your favorite drink? My favorite drink? Ah, this is an easy question for anybody who knows me on Twitter. Water. <laughs> drink water. Water is awesome. I was gonna guess you're gonna say that. I was just waiting for you to say that. All right. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee or tea? Uh, honestly, I've tried to get into tea, but um, so far the tea that I've tried is basically the very uh, the kind of a uh, you know regular Lipton tea that you, that you can buy in stores. Um, Funnily enough, I, I was having a conversation with a community member called Alex uh, Hayworth. Shout out to Alex um, about this the other day. He's in the, he's a bit of a, uh, a tea expert and he's like, hey, if you need some tea advice, hit me up. And he oh. DM'd me with a bunch of tea recommendations from like really high quality leaves and whatnot. And I was like, wow, I'm finally going to get into tea. But the answer to that question is coffee. Uh, I like black coffee. I'm gonna give you a recommendation. So I I I can, I love tea. Tea is one of my favorite. I I'm not an expert, but I really love tea. And one of my favorite tea is jasmine green tea. It's this tea made of jasmine leaf. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna take notes here. I'm I'm gonna uh, give you that from a company called David T. David T. It's a really nice company. I don't I don't know if they ship to uh Puerto Rico, but they should have but I'm pretty sure you can find it somewhere in Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, does it does it have uh does it have caffeine uh some of them do and some of them don't right they have choices I'm a, yeah i'm a bit of a uh, i'm a bit of a tea noob here uh, <laughs> but it, it's something interesting because i've i've i was just discussing about this with alex as well i'm kind yeah. of looking into replacing my coffee intake with uh with some sort of tea just for the sake of doing it um I, I like the caffeine boost and I've heard some teas have something called uh, L-theanine, which helps yeah. calm you down. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting uh, combo that I, I want to try you want, out. If, if you want to, like, I would recommend herbal teas. There, there's something like that. I'm going to leave it in the chat as well. I'm going to see if I can find it. So I'm going to link. You, you, you can do this after the, after the recording, though it's the website I'm talking about. And you can, uh, it, it, I just put the link for Jasmine Tea. So if you go to, you'll see that you'll see what it is. It's so yeah. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Look, looks great. Yeah, I recently really, bought a really aesthetically great. appealing website as well. Looks yeah, really it's nice. Website. It's a Canadian company. So, though they ship to other countries, it's just I recently bought a whole crate of tea from them. So 
interesting enough. They're, it's really nice. They have a huge array, and I feel like they're sponsoring this company, but I'm really not. I I, I think I want to get a sampler of sorts because I am kind of new to it. Um, maybe yeah. maybe I'll buy some sort of samplers. Yeah, let me know how you what it is. So let me know what you think about it. <laughs> For sure. I, I've been yeah. wanting to get into tea for so long. So definitely getting some sort of sampler to be able to try out a, a lot of teas at home. Um, because it, there's something that I really like. There's there's a big tea community. Uh, a lot of people who see tea as a bit of an art form. And um, it's such an interesting thing that I kind of want to get into because uh, I like that kind of thing. I'm, I'm really into uh, liking things as an art form. For example, uh, lots of people, there's a, there's a vinyl community on uh, for music lovers right there's people yeah. who really see vinyl as an art form and i and it's, it's such a great appeal as a bit of a hobby um that can we see my big love profile in a while i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be recording back here now here's so basically i'm gonna i'm just gonna have i just put in the chat so it's easier for you to click the link they're searching for it uh i have so many side projects that i've never a lot of sites that i've never completed and i think i i feel bad though for for the record we club has but every two months I I make a huge list of products and I keep on deleting them. Uh, so I I started writing a story and I never finished that. I started uh um a Chrome like a Chrome web store alternative and I never finished that. I started um <laughs> I started a website for to to, to help. Do you remember Simple Fee? Yes, yes, I remember. It was a Chrome extension, right? No, that was the first version of it. And then the second version right. was a new website that blocked out politics. So I spent time on that, but then I learned that nobody wanted to have another new website. So there's so many products I never completed. I think MakerLog helped me, it make me feel to make so many products that I never completed them. So I think that's fine. I think I spent lots of time on Maker's World and Maker's Rocket. They're both the same thing, just separately, because I can't have, I, I couldn't merge the, the two tasks together. Though, uh, I think Maker's World and Maker's Rocket has really shown to myself that I can make something that people will love eventually, and Maker's Rocket, Maker Rocket has been growing a recently. So, I'm just trying to work, think, this is, this is a bit off topic, I'm so bad asking this podcast, though. Uh, what do you think, do you think this will audience from Maker's Rocket? Um, wait, I, I want to react a little bit to uh, to what you were saying about Maker's Rocket and not finishing projects. Don't beat yourself up over it. I If, if there's something that I, I, I am the master of not finishing shit. <laughs> I'm the master of not finishing anything. Um, I, I have had a lot of side projects that I've never finished. You can check my MakerLock profile. There's Cabin, there's Inkston, there's Cowork. Cowork was finished. Cowork was shit. It just didn't work out. Um, yeah, well, there's InkFeed. It was it was an interesting idea. It it didn't ban. Yeah, sorry, continue. If you want an interesting bit of content, I can tell you. Uh, I've done a lot of retrospective analysis to why co-work failed, and um, I I can tell you there's a couple of reasons why it failed. Um, and th uh, this is going to be kind of interesting to talk about because I haven't talked about this in quite a while. Um, but there's a couple of reasons to why it failed. First of all, it was a bit of a solution in search of a problem. Uh, it, it, it was one of those ideas that looked really good on paper. You're like, wow, this is a great idea. Um, then you build it and you realize, this is not that great. <laughs> this is not that great. Um, the other reason was uh, 
it was my first time building a B2B project, right? So it wasn't consumer oriented. It was business to business, but I've only done business to consumer ever before in my life. So it's my first time. And I had the targeting wrong. Um, like I was, for example, the landing page was targeting, uh, was targeting, uh, it was not targeting stakeholders. Um, it was accepting customers straight up. Like uh, it was just a total, miscalculation on how to market and target a product. Uh, and uh, I, I gained a lot of wisdom from that. So I really cherish the experience. I, I also went through a, a customer discovery bootcamp with co-work. So that was a really interesting experience that changed my life. Like until it's, it changed my life. Um, so even though it was kind of a, kind of a complicated time and I, I had no idea what I was doing, I really cherish the experience because in, in retrospect, I've learned so lot and evolved so much as, a, as an entrepreneur, not just a maker, an entrepreneur uh, from that experience. And uh, I know that's kind of the stereotypical thing to say, ah, oh, I learned a lot, but I really did learn a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think Gabriel interesting idea. So on the point of side projects, what we're talking about on paper, this way. So I'm going to show you this for you. This, this, oh wait, this entire, wait, no, I'm gonna, I have to grab my camera poker off. Give me a second. I'm just sorry. Sure. I'm gonna turn the virtual background off so you can actually see this. Uh, where's my, here we go. Oh, if you see me looking around a lot, I'm, I have tweet deck open like right here. <laughs> so this entire stack of paper is product ideas. I'm Holy not crap. joking. Yeah. You, you've I'm done old. a way better job documenting than I have, so kudos to you. No, there's just <laughs> small, but like website is landing page designs, and there's a list of makeup stickers. So basically, uh, this company contacted me a while back, and they, and it's a direct competitor to Sticker Mule, and they tried to give me like, oh, like, like so many stickers. And I still have these. So if anyone wants some makeup stickers, please let me know. I have lots of them. I really want to get rid of them. So send some my way, man. Send some my way. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rep them. Yeah, just send me your address and I'll send you the the stickers by next week. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm down. All right, uh, but yeah, you you've done a way better job documenting your ideas than I have. I, so, I I I have a Trello board that I never update, and I get great ideas all the time. I just forget to add them. What happens when I'm really tired in the night and I I I have this problem? I can't sleep. So I get my paper and I start writing product ideas. So most of the ideas are actually really nice. One of them is called Biz Basics. It's not like, so it, it, it reminds me of one fee, but it's really not. So you know how there's a huge audience for retro content? Like Spaces proved that and is shown that people still want retro audiences. So the idea is that you can create your own space for everything you love, like retro content. So they could be like tweets, videos, pictures it's like pinterest yeah you can keep retro content and i wanted to build it though i don't the first problem is i don't think anyone will even enjoy the platform it's a nice idea on paper though when you actually think about it there's so there's already ways for people can build that own version themselves so honestly yeah, it's not really a space for that product if i'm going to tell you a piece of advice that i've learned with MakerLog. I would say just build it. It sounds a little uh, odd, but um, hey, uh, you won't really know if people really want it until you build it and, and you start kind of like getting it out there. So I would suggest just start shipping it. Uh, maybe it really gets an audience because a lot of people are looking, um, part of the big appeal of OneFeed, shouting out uh, a bully was here, 
shouting out Ethan, you're awesome. Uh, is the, the fact that people are looking for, people are looking to reduce noise on the internet, right? So this is actually also part of why MakerLug is kind of a, a thing nowadays and why digital communities are sprouting back. Because the main social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, name the rest, uh, they, they're all really noisy nowadays. There's so much noise, there's so much outrage, so many politics, uh, so much uh, controversy that people are looking for an out. They're looking for, an, for spaces where they can interact and, and, and not, be, uh, not be stressed out by the aggregate of everything. So uh, you would be surprised that shipping a product that helps people reduce noise is such an incredible thing. And people are doing it all over the internet now with digital and private communities, for example. Uh, so ship it, you might be surprised. Uh, People are really looking to reduce noise online lately. I sent you a message you want to check it out. Uh, the thing is that the recording might end while we're in the middle of the conversation, and I don't want it to happen. So if it does, I will send you a, 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 a meet link, not, not in this platform. So if, if, if you want, so I because I really want to talk about one, one more thing before the recording ends. And the thing is that we're, I actually started this recording way before you joined, sadly. So. Yeah, okay. Um, I think you're right about the point that people want to make noise on the internet. And the problem that I, I want to make with this is that it's a wonderful idea. I don't know how to build a social platform or an art or how to get content from RSS feed. And I think I want to learn, but just learning is so annoying. I can't find the proper resources. And then I just want to, I, I, the main reason I, I like why I stopped, I didn't build uh, Simple views. I didn't know how to use APIs back then, and I still don't know. That's a problem. I just, I, I can't find a proper resource to learn how to code like APIs or like that. So I think that what made me not build. If because if, if I knew how to use APIs and all, I think Mr. Simple Feed would be like ready by now. It would be like from my main product, and that's the problem with I think that's the block, that the learning block, you can, there's not enough resources. And I think that's what I'm really making rocket. I want to give reach to the people that want to learn to build their own businesses or learn how to code. And I think that's the experience about Make It Rocket. And I think there's a huge audience for that. If, if, if you want a bit of a, of a piece of advice into learning how to code, um, there's something that uh, I always rep. I am a, this is a bit of a personal thing, but uh, personally, I'm the, I'm the, I, I think, first of all, I think learning is really personal. So it's kind of hard for people to, uh, to, to give blanket statements of advice. So I'm not going to try to give any blanket statements, but I'm a person that learns a lot via doing. Um, in fact, I have an example of a problem that happens often. For, say I'm in math class. I'm in math class and the professor is talking about lots of theory and lots of theorems and how things go and the abstract bits of it. I will be staring there for an hour and I will not get it. But when the professor gets their hands on, when they start actually yeah. using everything and, and putting it all together, bringing all that theory together, that's when it all clicks. That's what it all I clicks think, for me. Yeah, I think that's much better. Like when you, I think, I think that's with Scrimba so well. Have you heard of Scrimba? Uh, wait, what? Scrimba, the platforming platform. No, I have not heard of it. Wait, really? No. Yeah, I'm just gonna oh, give you a link then. There we go. Oh, there you go. It's a, uh, it's like, okay, it, so it lets, it lets you do hands-on coding lesson. 
there'll be someone speaking with a record editor and you can start you can end the recording while the person is talking and then you can do a challenge and you can learn and that's why scrimba done so well it's about that it's hands-on coding that's the whole idea of scrimba that's awesome uh have you tried data camp as well uh data no. camp and uh i think code academy there oh right so where i was going with this is uh, if you learn by doing the best thing you can possibly do is to get started it sounds a little odd but um the way i learned to code the way i learned to code and this was way back when i was in in, in middle school and, and and earlier in school the way i learned to code was i would just get started making things then i kind of wanted to improve something right so i wanted to do one specific thing and i didn't know how to do the specific thing say I don't know how to add login to a page. I would Google how to add login to a page. And over time, you acquire this breadth of knowledge by just actually doing things and seeing the problems you face as you go. Say, while well, I'm building a login page, I want to know how to style a button better or how to make the button animate. I would Google the CSS for animating a button. And over time, progressively, you start building that knowledge. Um, and so for people that learn by doing, or for the audience of this podcast, if you learn by doing, the best thing you can do is start. Start and figure out the way. It's scary, it's very scary, but it's the best thing you can possibly do. I think that's an interesting conversation. That, and I think you're right, the best way is to learn, and I've done it as well, and I think that from many people start out in the hacker space. But what's the first product you made in indie hacker space? Like what, what, how did you start as an indie hacker? Uh, my start as an indie hacker? Um, well, this kind of goes way back. Um, as a maker, um, before I was a maker per se, before I identified as a maker, but I was kind of a maker, um, I would, uh, I would make websites, right? So, uh, there was this website on webs.com that I made, which is a forum. I would make forums. So I've always kind of been into communities. I would make forums. I would make social networks. Um, it, it, it's always kind of been connected. I've always been in that space. Uh, but, uh, the first product I made in the indie hacker space, in the indie maker space as well, where I was already in the community, was just MakerLog. Uh, it was the first thing I made in the community. Um, actually, if you want to see my first website ever, it's still up. I remember this. You shared it with the MakerLog in Telegram. Oh, I sent it in the chat. Thank you. It's, uh, I made this in elementary school when I was in fourth grade. Wait, really? Yeah. When I was in fourth um, grade, I, I think I was on... I was using Bebbly and uh oh wow this is amazing wow wait 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 okay uh so I wrote this when I was 10 years old because you can see the blog posts um 2010 uh so 10 years old what grade is that uh you'll be in fifth grade fifth grade so I was in fifth grade uh when I when I made this I was in fifth grade uh so I was just making a thing using a website builder uh, customizing it, playing around, around with the CSS and services that were online. So it was, this was my start. I, I'm surprised it's still up. I don't know how they still have it up. Honestly, I don't know how they have not deleted it. I think uh, web.com is one of the oldest web builders. It's way before Wix and way before Beverly. One of the way before Wix. Uh, by the time that Wix got started, I remember Wix was a flash. Uh, it, it was the big appeal of Wix was that it was a flash web builder. Um, and that, that came a lot after webs, so. Okay, so this is, I was gonna ask you a question, but so I'm actually gonna, I feel, yeah, I think my website was also, I so I started out non-webs, 
I never really, because when I, I started out on Webly and I would create these small websites for my, I would create these small websites for my, uh, okay, I'm so worried I'm gonna say this and then the recording is gonna end and then they're gonna be a blank spot. I'm so nervous. Uh, give me a second. I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna um, send I, you another link. I'm so. I have to get going in like ten minutes. Yes, I know. So it's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm only gonna have this like five minutes since the recording is about to end. I just want. I just want to say one, one more sentence before the recording ends. Right. Excellent. Super. So it's um it's a meeting link and then so basically I'm gonna say last okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and say this in the in the last in the next thirty seconds so this recording does end. I started out building small websites for my uh, robotics company, right? And I loved it. I think that's where it started. I, I would, I would have so much, I had so much fun in talking to you today. I feel like near the end, I have, I, I want to get nervous because I don't want to record it to end mid conversation. So uh, thanks for having me on the show today. I will, uh, it was so much fun. And I can't wait to talk to you in the future and having this article be published. And yeah, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you the recording before it's done. And yeah, have a and thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, let's take a quick picture for uh, for for Twitter. I'm about to tweet this. Uh, so, quick picture for Twitter. Wait. Oh, I forgot the screenshot. I got it. I got one. Awesome. All right, so uh, really excited to hear this episode. I think it went really well. Uh, you did a great job uh, hosting. So uh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where Maker Rockets, uh, Maker's Rocket goes. Um, I'll be sending you my address as well. So you can send me those stickers. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be happy to put them on my laptop. Thanks so much. OK, have a wonderful day. And I'll see you later. Bye. Uh, thank you. Bye bye.